Hello, welcome to the latest version of the podcast. It's Jonathan Pryor here from the Corporate Foreign Exchange team. Delighted to be joined by Ryan from our economics team and Chris from our trading desk. It feels like 2021 has started to settle down a bit. It was a uh, a pretty carnage January and February as we settled into the early stages of Brexit. We got our head around the vaccination rollout and what that could mean, both in terms of the the fight against the virus and uh, the, the the economic uh, uh, reaction and, and prospects for for certainly the UK and, and further afield. And, and we've now seen the delivery of the initial stages of Biden's fiscal plan. I think with that, what we are beginning to feel is that actually, as we emerge from uh, the the the, sto- the 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 eye of the storm of the crisis, we may start to be seeing some more macro and more traditional market dynamics emerging. And I think in recent weeks, certainly in the last couple of weeks, um, to the quite welcomed actually by many of our clients, you've started to see that take an effect on the market. Uh, and certainly, you know, if you think back two or three weeks ago, sterling seemed to be kicking on without many obstacles in the way. All of a sudden, there's a slight change in outlook on inflation um, a couple of minor concerns around the UK vaccination rollout, and importantly, sterling is now back in the range. As we say, I think you know, I think our clients in general are probably quite relieved to see a little bit of a reprieve in the volatility, some time to think, and that's exactly what we're doing at the moment. The last couple of weeks have been all about taking stock, resetting. Now that a lot of the key vo- key events that have created the volatility are out of the way. What does 2021 look like and how should our clients start to be thinking around preparing for that and and hedging for that? So we've been extremely busy on that. I think, you know, while sterling's pulled back for importers, we're still at fantastic levels compared to the last 12 to 24 months. Uh, And for exporters, there are certainly some interesting conversations there because that's where the real dilemma is now. Will sterling have have we seen the, you know, the the advantageous low levels in sterling pass us? Or are they still to come? So I think to, to elaborate on that and to get into a bit more detail, delighted to to welcome Ryan and hand over to Ryan to hear a bit more about the latest economic outlook. Um, good morning, all. Um, thank you, John. Um, yeah, in terms of the macro situation, um, there's certainly been a lot going on. And, and I, I quite agree with what John's saying. I think now, at least certainly domestically, it's kind of a, a look forward to kind of what is likely to happen in, in the months ahead. Um, and why I say that is principally because if you look at the UK COVID situation, that has improved drastically over the last few months. Um, daily infection rates now stand at around 5,000, um, far below kind of the peak levels we saw earlier this year and at the end of last year. And 29 million people have uh, now received a, a vaccine dose, um, which is obviously very good progress. Um, before I go on to talk about the UK in a bit more detail, I would just note, though, that kind of the, the situation, though, globally is certainly more nuanced than it is in the UK. For example, if you take the situation of the Eurozone, um, once again, they're fighting um, rising case numbers once more and reintroduction of social restriction measures in some countries such as Italy, but certainly not limited to Italy. Um, there's been either halting 
of relaxations or as I said kind of reintroduction of measures so situation in Europe is is looking a little bit more concerning as it is in several emerge, major emerging markets such as India and Brazil um, but notably I suppose as well the situation in, in the US is 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 looking brighter as well uh, but turning back to the UK uh, I think on the macro front I'd probably highlight a couple of points that we've seen in in the last couple of weeks I think what we have seen from the data that we've had is that the UK economy is is appearing to be more resilient to the local, oh, sorry, local, the the most recent set of uh, restrictions which has been uh, in place since the start of the year. For example, January GDP was uh, quite considerably better than expected. Um, since then, we've had another a number of further indicators. Unemployment this week. Um, actually defied expectations uh, at 5%, um, whereas expectations had been for a rise to 5.2%. And kind of the more recent indicators, the more timely indicators, survey-based indicators, uh, have also been uh, strongly positive in the last week. GFK Consumer Confidence saw its biggest monthly gain in a decade. And the PMIs, which are a widely watched survey for uh, in terms of an indicator of economic activity, uh, rebounded strongly in March as well. So the data for the UK, as I said, is, is looking more resilient. The forward looking indicators are looking more positive. Um, I would just say, though, obviously, we're not out of the woods as yet. Uh, Covid and the pandemic still remains uh, a very uncertain backdrop. But there are reasons to be optimistic. And I think if, as we suspect, the easing of social restrictions continues uh, as they're planned, uh, the next set of easing takes place on the 12th of April. Um, and certainly Boris Johnson earlier this week commented that he thought this was going to be the way as well. Then you are looking at the prospect of, to our mind, quite a significant uh, UK uh, economic recovery later this year, and one which we suspect could possibly exceed 7% uh, GDP growth for 2021, which is obviously be a uh, buoyant figure. I think what that takes you then on to is what happens with the Bank of England. Obviously, we've had a Bank of England decision last week. Uh, policy was on hold. Um, to our minds, policy is set to remain on hold uh, for the foreseeable future. But um, if the economy recovers, um, as we expect, um, looking forward, there is the possibility that the the Bank of England tightens policy earlier than we previously thought. Um, we haven't formalised our view on this, but uh, we are set to next week and it's possible, possible that we bring forward our, our view on a, a possible Bank of England interest rate hike. Um, I think that's the domestic backdrop. I think globally, we can't ignore, though, what's been going on in the US over recent weeks. I think President Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus package really is a game changer, not for just for the US, but potentially for the rest of the world, given positive spillovers. To put into context um, the size of the fiscal stimulus in the US, if you take Biden's package plus the $900 billion which was uh, sanctioned under President Trump at the end of last year, that stimulus represents something like 13% of GDP, which is an unprecedented amount. And as I say, represents quite a shot in the arm to the US economy. Um, I would note, though, that the buck doesn't quite stop there. Um, President Biden is now considering proposals around an infrastructure pro, uh, program. Um, 
it's still very early days on that and there's still a lot of question marks over how they'll get that through congress but the initial kind of um talk or plans regarding that proposals is potentially three trillion dollars uh, worth of infrastructure spending over a 10-year program uh, over a 10-year period so as i say there's lots of stimulus on the road for the us um and i think the big follow-on from that is what the fed does um and given gyrations in fixed income markets this year principally the u.s treasury yields um i think that's going to be a key focus for investors it's going to be a key focus as well for what uh, happens in potentially what happens in foreign exchange markets as well um just two quick points on the fed i think the fed for the moment is very much still of the view that they're going to be patient uh, they want to see how inflation uh, progresses over the coming year or so they want to see how the labor market um, performs and how that recovers uh, but i think given the as i said kind of the game changer in terms of fiscal stimulus certainly markets now are coming around to an expectation that the fed will move to tighten policy earlier uh, we're also considering our views on the fed as well and may also bring forward our views on um, a fed rate hike uh, when we publish our, ne- our monthly publication next week um, but I think given kind of what we're suggesting in terms of the economic outlook for the US, it's possible that the Fed decides to start tapering asset purchases at the end of this year. Um, tapers for it may perhaps a year um, and considers um, a rate hike possibly at the end of 2023. As I say, we haven't formally um, changed our viewers yet. Um, we'll confirm that next week. But certainly something that's under discussion and certainly markets uh, are now pricing in uh, the prospect of a hike in the spring of 2023. So a lot to, 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 digest, to digest on the macro front. But again, going to put back to what John said at the, the start, I think looking forward on the proviso that um, countries progress swiftly with kind of vaccine rollout and coronavirus comes under control then what markets are going to start to focus on is the fundamentals what's happening with growth what's happening with inflation and ultimately what's going to happen with uh, monetary policy dynamics as well not just in the uk but on the global scale brilliant thank you so much ryan chris over to you and i guess a lot of what ryan touched on in terms particularly with the federal reserve in the states and and what's happened with their stimulus measures and, and and now actually market starting to look at the longer term treasury yields and, and inflation expectations in the us be really great to hear what what's your view what's the market's view on on the dollar now because we've seen it really swing around for the last two or three weeks yeah i mean what we've seen really if we look at like the dollar index over the um month of march We've seen a rise in the dollar index from around about uh, 90, uh, 70 to 92.70. And we're kind of seeing that really uh, sharp in the sterling dollar exchange rate. And we're seeing dollar being one of the main drivers. Uh, I know we touched upon about the domestic outlook for the UK. And I'm with Ryan. I think things do look quite good for the UK at the moment with the vaccine rollout and the data. The PMIs are becoming in stronger each month. So I think we do have quite a lot of positive news for the UK, um, especially with the lockdown restrictions being eased. Um, We look at how the vaccine rollout is going in Israel as a comparison, because they are obviously ahead of us. Um, But the 
reduction of transmission rates in Israel is really great at the moment. So there's no reason why that won't be replicated back in the UK. So it does feel like we are in a very good position. But again, it's this battle between UK domestic and the dollar story that Ryan uh, mentioned. So one of the things we looked about looking at and we've talked about before is really how do we play this sterling strength? And I still think against Euro is probably the best way to look at it. If we think about what's going on in Europe with the slow vaccine rollout, um, the third wave is hitting now and they're talking about it might be worse than the first two waves. So there is quite a bit of a negativity still there for um, for the Euro. So I think for us, I think Sterling Euro will be the one to play this um, domestic positive data at the moment. Brilliant. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, and, and totally agree. I think with, with Euro dollar weighing so heavy and, and as you guys have both said, with Sterling feeling quite resilient and the, and the outlook for the UK looking promising, um, it does feel like actually that's where we may see the, the majority of the move. Guys, thank you very much. Appreciate your time as always. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Stay safe. We're here if you need us and we'll look forward to speaking to you very soon.